pretty long time we have we didn't have um, brunch. We just would do our normal dinner menu at night. Mm-hmm. Wait, really? Like during the day? During the day, you just have like. Well, it's like pita and um, it's Israeli food. Okay. So it's okay. it's very doable. It's very doable brunch cuisine. Like you, you'll smash a baba ganoush. Yeah, at course. lunchtime, and uh, all the pitas made there. Okay, awesome. Are you still working at that little bake place? No. Oh my god! Thank God. I'm a dog walker now. Yeah. How yeah. many dogs are you walking? Uh, like legally, you can't walk more than six. Um, so you max it out? Well, not like so. I do it through a service. So like they give me the dog. Like they tell me which dogs I'm walking in the morning. I usually walk like fourteen a day, but like. Two big walks and then a bunch of like little puppy ones that are just one on one. What's a big walk? Like four to six. Eh, it's never six. It's ne- almost never six. How long are you how long are you walking these dogs at a time? Uh forty five minutes. Oh wow. Yeah. So your work day is two hours almost? Uh it's like four. Oh, so Usually okay. Usually four to five. And what do you make a day? Uh I make nineteen fifty an hour. Um, so like eighty dollars in a day usually. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, for walking dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very good for my mental health. <laughs> Dog walking? Yeah. Why? Well, just like being outside. Oh, like, I bet. Especially in the winter. Like people are always freaking out because it's so cold outside. But like if I don't go outside, I will want to die. So. Yeah, and it's not that bad. Like, uh, I mean, my temperatures are out of control. Yeah? Yeah, like sometimes I'll have uh, a day where I'm like, oh, I'm warm today. And I'll, I can conquer any temperature outside and then there's okay. days where i'm like oh no <laughs> it's like way too cold no no that's good that's good yeah. i love that well uh welcome to the Thanks this is the show me. don't be sorry yeah don't okay. be sorry with uh i spilled some water over here but uh should be fine. you know who i my, popped into my head i my buddy he's like oh water and fancy electronics he's right But you are uh, welcome, Karis Anderson, to Don't Be Sorry. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I never know how to open these things up. That's fair. Yeah, so here, give this mic. Give her like you would be doing stand-up. Okay, okay, that's good. You can be like here. She'll broadcast. Okay. Yeah. When you look up these mics, everyone, now that everyone's getting into the podcast, Mm -hmm. everyone's basically just like uh, asks everybody what they're doing, and it's interesting to see... Which options people go with. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you had these mics? So I had one of them for five months. And then one of them is the more newer purchase uh, of a couple months, I'd say. Okay. They're hard to get because they're very well priced. This is $129. Really? So you know the mics we use for Mm stand-up? They're they're Shure SM58s. They're $129. Okay. So, you, I mean, you could use those for a podcast as well. But this is like meant for it. Mm-hmm. And they're heavy too. Like these things are friggin'. Yeah, this is kind of terrifying. What? Really? Well, I don't know. It just looks like it's supposed to bludgeon someone. Yeah, Che is all scared of that too. I, I, when he came over, I handed him one of the mics. He's like, what are you doing? Don't hand me this expensive <laughs> equipment. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. I'd be terrified of breaking it. I was, uh, I was at work today. And we're... Like we had just it's this new brunch thing. Mm-hmm. And I have never seen people more excited when you tell them, you go to the table, like, hey, we just launched this new menu. Uh, we are, we would really love your feedback. And they're like, oh, oh my God. My, really? 
<laughs> like, yeah, uh, they, uh, they're nice. They're very nice about what they say. Okay. Uh, I mean, the food's very good. Yeah. What's like the age range? Ooh, I'm, t- I'm going to say 30 on the nose. Okay. To 65. Okay. So that's wide. Yeah. But the, it's, uh, like we get, we get like upper class individuals, Okay, but is not, it, is it what? Is it an expensive place? It's, I don't know. It's, it isn't, it isn't like if you look at it in terms of dollar per thing, it's actually really well priced. But okay. if you're like, okay, shawarma, for example, mm-hmm. You can get cheap from it. It's like, yeah, okay. So, you know what I mean? It's one of those things. If you're looking at it from a consumer perspective. But, yeah, uh, I've gone so up and down with how I feel about working in restaurants Mm -hmm. that now I work in one where the food's really good. And it's it's interesting. Okay. That's nice. So, like, sometimes you hate working in restaurants or... Well, I mean, when I first started, I I loved working in a bar late at night. But then Mm -hmm. it was just fuck with my health. Yeah. And I... uh, I just oh, hated it after. You're you're like your mentality fucks like, like you said, the fact that you got to walk dogs, right? Yeah. No, that I mean, like my thing is, I love my job because I do. If I do it right, I never have to talk to a human being. Yeah. And that's like very good for me emotionally. You don't like talking to people. Well, like I don't like um, you know, like I used to work in a bakery. Yes. And it was like an eight-hour shift of like of interaction, me smiling and like saying hi and like I like tiny fake interactions where like we both know the script and stuff, but it is still like exhausting. Yes. At the end of the day, you know, I've like said, hi, oh, thank you for coming. Like, oh yeah, bye. La, 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 like 400 times. And then I'm, I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to fucking do stand up and like try and amuse people. Have you ever had, okay. So have you ever had it where you're in the bakery and you are in your head, you're like, then I don't want to talk to anybody. And then you talk to somebody you're like, oh wow, I was probably giving that off. Hard. Oh yeah. Hard. Like, oh yeah. Uh, like the scowl I would give, like, how dare you come into this business <laughs> and try and spend money? Like it was ridiculous. Why do you want the things we have yeah, exactly. now? Like anytime somebody, oh God, people would just be like, oh, do you have another cake in the back? And I'd be like, I will fucking end you if you make me turn around. Like that, That's why that movie waiting, I, I, uh, I love that. I think about that movie sometimes because there's not a lot of movies where if you go into a business that's like just about to close outside of like Best Buy, Mm -hmm. because like they're not, there's nothing perishable at Best Buy. Yeah. So if you're going into a business and it's like, like no one wants to serve you five to close. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go in there. It's over. Yeah. Yeah, no, like I always, I remember when I was younger, I like didn't get that. I was like, oh, but like you're still you're spending still money, so it's okay. And then like just thinking about it now, like anytime I'm in a place and they're closing in like 40 minutes, I'm like, just, you know, I'm leaving. Like yeah. I'm gone. I'm yeah. going to eat my food and go. Because like all these people are still having to work so that I can like dick around and have my soup. Like fuck off. And the worst is if somebody knows, they come in, they're like, hey, uh, it says here on my watch that I'm going to keep you longer than you need to be here. So um, is it okay? Is that okay? It's like, I mean, you know, it's okay. I have to do this. Like, yeah. I do. I can't stand like the, like when you go into a restaurant that's about to close, you know that they have to take you. Oh yeah. Like, you know what's going on. And so the like 
dance of, oh, is it okay? Like you're yes. pretending that you're being gracious about this when you know exactly what you're going to get and it's such a fucking piss off. Yeah, you're getting the most sharp service. Yeah. You know you're getting in there unless they say no. Like it's always a straight up no. It's never like a talk and then, oh, okay, we didn't, we couldn't talk our way in there. No, no, you're either in or you're not in. Yeah. But today at my work, because it's usually we go right to three o'clock, they are now like, no, we have to do it at 245 because we have to be ready for the night service. Okay. So it's fucking. Like, so everybody has to be out by 245 or? Pretty much ordered and drink orders. Like okay. we have to be cleaning up and out of there fairly fast. Okay. Because the nights are pretty busy. Yeah. Restaurants. I would never open a restaurant. I think you're insane. That sounds like hell. Like yes. I can't imagine anything worse. Honestly, like being a small business owner seems like the hardest thing in the world and it seems so unbelievably <gasps> stressful. Like, you technically are kind of one with comedy. I the problem is I can't ruin my life by doing stand. Like I can't. What? Oh my god, yeah you can. Well well of course. But I like so Karis, just, if you went on stage and you started just being racist, that's true. Life's that's over. true. That's true. But uh like what I mean? Man, like the bakery, the lady who ran that bakery was like a million dollars in debt. Oh fuck. And she was so desperate to get out of debt and she was like starting a new a new location for like no reason and it just fucked her life completely up so that she could make cakes, which like wasn't even her profession. <laughs> like so she could hire people to make cakes and I oh my god, the stress of it. Like she was very mean and I was like, I get it. I understand why you need to be mean to me right now because your life is hell. Like Yeah, like uh okay, if you so say you're like, I make the best pasta. Okay. You want to open a business? Automatically you need a $1000 fridge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. And then you need ovens and shit. It's like holy fuck. You need everything and you need to know you're not going to make money for like a while. Yeah, like to actually earn money from food, like selling food oh is uh incredible. Yeah. No, it's fucking hell. Like so I just I like stand up cuz I just go on stage and maybe I buy a beer, but like I'm not going crazy into debt to do this like yeah, I mean, some people are, though. Some people yeah. don't, uh, like, work certain jobs because of it. Yeah, sure. And live their lives. I mean, I know what you mean Where versus that, but it's like, uh, I'll turn that little buzz off. But you know what, though? Like, I think about, I think about the restaurant Gamble all the time. Mm -hmm. When I was younger working in businesses like that, even small bakeries, like, you're watching that person going to exponential debt. Like yeah. if they have to call somebody to fix something, they don't have like a thousand dollars. You gotta be kidding me. Yeah. It's no, insanity. Sure. And it was freaking like the things that she would let customers do to her because she needed, you needed money, them. You needed them. Horrifying. And like, I had no investment. So like if I was on the phone with the customer, I'd be like, Oh, sorry, we can't do that. Bye. <laughs> and then they'd call back and ask for her. And I'd be like, no, you don't want to do that. Like, well, that's why so many restaurants close because it's easy to work in a shitty restaurant because you won't notice. It'll be like two, three months till you're like, oh, wow, we're going to close. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then whereas like a good restaurant, you're like, oh, this bitch is fucking rolling. Like uh, my restaurant, they're always on the go. Like it's like a team of people that are constantly trying to figure out how to maximize this thing. Okay. And it's uh, they do a good job. That's cool. Yeah, it's inspiring to work around uh, cool people. Yeah. It's uh it's interesting 
that we've uh, come this far <laughs> since our little... Uh, That's true. Karis and I, for those that are listening, and I guess visually there's no way to actually display what I was going to say as well. We were in a comedy course. Yeah. That's how I met. You were my first comedy friend. I was your first comedy friend. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you know what's uh, annoying? Fuck those people that didn't continue comedy. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I, there was a couple people who I'm like... Oh, it's a shit. Like, you would have liked it. You would have liked to do this. Do you know what's weird? Sonny was in our... uh, Yeah, I know. And Sonny kind of went crazy a little bit. Oh, did he? Yeah, he like... So, you know a boss? I have never met him. You've never met a boss? Yeah, but I see his name everywhere. Yeah, I would love to. He's a hustler. He's everywhere. But uh, so randomly, a boss on his old car had a sticker that said the Navy... (laughs) And just he, the Navy. Well, he was in the Navy. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. He was, I don't know what he I did. I think I could have done that math. But. I don't know what he did in the Navy, like, but he was in the Navy mm-hmm. for whatever. And <laughs> so Sonny just randomly started hating on a boss, like right near the beginning of him coming into this. Oh, everyone was in the beginning of being in the scene kind of. Yeah. Um, and he just started randomly hating on a boss and saying like, he's just talking about the Navy and all this shit. And, uh, yeah, and then he just disappeared. Okay. He kind of went, kind of had a little episode at the corner. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I love how this is broadcast radio gossip. Yeah, of course. Oh my god, let's um, shit talk everyone. But it's just so fucking weird that that, uh, you know, the connection between us and that guy, like, that's so nuts. Yeah. You know, it, it it's so, man. Like the fact that I took a comedy class, I find so embarrassing now. I get but, what you mean. Yeah. Like no regrets, and I'm so like. I say this to people all the time. Like I needed to give someone $300 to make me right. Dude, I'm with you. I could have like, could have done it on my own, but I never would have ever in a million years. Like I could not agree more, man. I don't think that, I think that we both identified now we look at it. We're like, I just needed to do it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But that was how we got in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And you actually are a big part of the reason why I continued with comedy. Yeah. Because like I, like up until the point I was in the class, I was like, yep, I'm just doing this for fun. And then I'll like do something. I'll try and springboard into something else. And I remember like getting beers with you and a couple of the guys from class afterwards. And you were like, so what are your like goals with comedy or something like that? And I was like, I don't know. Fuck. Like, what are yours? And you were like, I want to be a stand-up yeah. comedian. And I was like, oh, you're allowed to say that. Yes. Like, you're allowed to want. And then I was like, me too, actually. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And that was. I okay. forget his name. Uh, bald guy with glasses. He ended up doing a little bit. Oh, that dude. British guy. Yeah. Oh, he. Was Fuck. He was good for. Um, I'm almost, I realize like sometimes you realize like subconscious decision making, like I, when someone doesn't want something, I'm like, oh, okay, I know I do want it. Or okay. like when someone wants something, I'm like, oh, okay, I know I do want that as well. Yeah. I so I, I kind of clicked in based on that guy when he was like, oh no, I don't really think this is a viable kind of thing and whatever, uh, money wise, which he's totally correct. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I remember being like, oh no, this is, uh, I want to do this all the time. Yeah. For sure, for sure. And then uh, it's very cool that we're in the we're in the thing. Like I, w- I would wonder if we were did this in New York, if we did uh, whatever. I mean, there's probably a second city there. I think it, like it's called the second city because it was Chicago, which is well, like Chicago, below New L.A., York. Toronto, right? Yeah, there's only three. Yeah, there's yeah, New York, but New York, like they. Like you think we would have run into scene. each other as much uh, in a bigger city? No way. I don't know. 
how it works in a bigger city. Like, Toronto feels tiny until you go to a smaller city. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, yeah, Toronto's gigantic. Yes. There's a million comedians there. Uh, but, like, in my head, I'm like, yeah, New York is actually a million comedians. Dude, not only does New York make Toronto feel small, but you're like, holy fuck. Look behind you. In New York, you wouldn't be able to see that far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And and it's just like, holy shit, that's nuts. Like, once you start to really bring that in. No, I do. Like, I fucking love the Toronto skyline because it is not trying to block out the sun. Yeah. Like, I lived in Hong Kong for a year where there might as well not be a sun because you're trapped. What's the air quality like living in Hong Kong, man? It it would depend day by day. Like, I had a friend who had asthma and he would, like, get a notification (laughs) being like, don't leave the house. (laughs) Um, Wow. Like, specifically for him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. From what? Hong li- Kong? Like, so it was an app. Oh, wow. Like, that if you have asthma. HongKong.com? I, something like that. <laughs> you think it, is it that? You think it's HongKong.com? Well, I think it was, like, an app that you'd use anywhere. Like, because, you know, Toronto's had, like, bad smog problems. Um, but, yeah, like, I remember the thing in Hong Kong was I couldn't, like, there would be smog, and it just looks like fog. And I would be like, how, how can you tell when it's smog yeah, and when it's, when fog? it's fog? And someone was just like, yeah. So the trick is, if you're in Hong Kong, it's smog. smog. Like, yeah. we don't have fog here. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> like, Yeah, there's days where, uh, like, we were in New York in June or I forget, June or July. And I remember looking around going, holy fuck, the air must be just filled with, like, gas. Yeah. Like, there's no way... Like, if you think of how many uh, air conditioners there are mm-hmm. in New York City, it's got to be raising the temperature. Yeah. You oh, know yeah, what I mean? Sure, for, for sure. For sure. Like, and then you start to, like, compile it. You're like, oh, my God. I try. I, like, we could all just be in smog the whole time. Yeah. You don't even think about it. Yeah. That shit's crazy. That's no, why you got to be healthy. Drink your water. Mm. Drink your water. Don't smoke cigarettes. Yeah. I think cigarettes in... 15 years gone. Really? Yeah. Because like, I would like the electronic. Like you think they'll be replaced with vapes? Probably, yeah. I can see that. Like the tobacco industry will go down fighting though. Like, Well, I, they'll probably just buy oh, whatever. Just switch to vapes. Yeah, yeah. yeah that would be, like I could see vape companies doing an argument like whether or not this would actually be true, but just be like, it's better for the environment. Like they could just brand that way. Well, they could... Uh, could you, you think you could sell a smoker on a vaporizer, like a tobacco vaporizer? That that because that's an interesting, I think, question. Yeah, like I know there's research about it, and it's something like people who are trying to quit smoking if they vape, they like are better at quitting, but then they're more likely to relapse. Like you mean everything. with the vape, if the vape helps quit? Yeah. Okay. Like there's stuff. Like, ah, but yeah, like I have no idea. I'm not a smoker. Because if I'm wacky tobacco CEO, I'm thinking this. I'm thinking. Yeah, I'll just buy a bunch of vape companies and we'll just uh, get the nicotine in you that way. Like, I don't actually need to sell you tobacco. Yeah. I just need to sell you something. Something you're addicted to. Because I think like that Dave Chappelle special where he was had that jewel. Oh. I think that literally kicked it off. Do you think like, that was sponsored? I don't know. Like, that was the first time I'd ever seen a product like that. And I I immediately wanted one. Not for the vape, for weed. I was like, wow, this would be cool to just vape weed on it. Because I, I thought that's what he was doing, but he was actually... Uh, it was tobacco. Yeah. Oh. Like I said, I remember my last year of high school, it became like a thing, like convenience stores started selling like pen-shaped things. They didn't have tobacco, but it was just water vapor in them. Mm. And it was so much fun to smoke one of those. 
And that's, isn't that really dangerous? I don't know. Is it? Why? I don't know. I don't. Well, off the top, the body doesn't want any smoke, I think. I know. That, that is like what I always come back and to. And I'm a, I'm a weed smoker and I'm saying this uh, regrettably. Yeah. But yeah, the body, I think, doesn't want it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, like it was, it was like steam. Like not steam. That's what I that mean. That would be too hot. If you're steaming your lungs. Yeah. I'm sure whatever it is. You don't want any terrible. of those pop pops, you know? The pop pops. Well, because they say it makes popcorn lungs. What? Yeah. They said that uh, if you vape, that it, uh, little holes in your lungs. Little ah. Shit. Little popcorns. Popcorn lungs. Yeah. That's Never what they call that. it. That's rough. Wow. I'm just, uh, I'm appreciating this new arm because uh, Mark, my roommate, he broke my other one by accident. Oh, really? And he had to get a new one. And uh, it's beautiful. Yeah. That looks nice. I think that one's probably, uh, is it, is it smooth that? Or Less smooth than that. One. Yeah, I got a I got a WD grease it. Yeah, that's uh, there's there's a whole heck of maintenance in this business. Yeah, of course. Fuck man, how's comedy been going? Good. I haven't really, you know, it's weird. We haven't really ever talked about it like uh, the way I guess we would have in class. Like that yeah. did, that I mean, we went in very different directions. Hmm. But yeah, no, it's been going well. Like, Tell me all about it, like legitimately. Okay. I um, From after the class. After the class, like, so I took another class, which complete waste of money. Like the second level? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then, so through. Let's talk about the class for a second so they actually know what we would do. Oh, fuck. No, the class is, like, it's humiliating to say <laughs> well, what I Well, I don't think it was. I w- yeah, I mean, uh, in terms of, like, what the dollar value of. Yeah. Uh, was pretty bad. So we would meet up once a week for three hours, right? Yeah. And we would uh, do these little exercises. And then you were eventually tasked to come up with five minutes, but they didn't actually tell you how you do that. Yeah. So it was very much just like write out a set and then come and perform your set. And then everyone gives you critiques. Yeah. Which was like very beneficial. Um, you pay for You pay for one almost professional... And a bunch of first timers to help you figure out if you want to do it, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the best way to put it. And then at the end, there's a big show. Which is so big. Yeah. Now, comparatively to what you know about shows. Yeah. It's huge. There's like 70, 80 people there. Yeah. No, that's a great show. Like, I'd kill to do that show again. (laughs) Right? You're almost like, do you pay to do it again? And then you're like, no, you don't. (laughs) Yeah. That's so funny. I... Yeah, like it was fun. It w- it was good, and that's like a good. It is nice to like start your career with like this good experience, and then you like go to open mics, and you're like, oh, it's hell. I didn't realize it was hell. Yes. But like, you had that taste of like this can be fun and this can go well. Um, and you can get like a little background, and you walk out onto a stage, and people are like, so yeah, I, I get what you mean. Yeah. I think that actually. Um, I think that subconsciously helps me. I I don't think about it, mm-hmm. but uh, I think that's in the back there somewhere where you're like, oh yeah, this is good once you figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like after the class, I took another class, and then I like started going to open mics with a friend of mine who I made in that class. Um, the guy with glasses. Greg. I think Greg. Greg Brown. Is he? Yeah, Greg Brown. Yeah, he's yeah. very funny. He is very funny. He still does stand up, right? Yeah, yeah. He does stand up, but he's like. He's a big internet dude. <laughs> it's not his main focus, I think. Like um, he's big on the internet? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like a YouTube guy. Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he and I became friends. 
And then I took an improv class and I like made another stand-up friend through that. And so like the three of us would kind of go to mics and stuff. Yeah. And then met more people. Like it's slow. It's such a weird, slow process. But then like a year later, I was like, oh, like I'm decent at this. Yeah. Yeah. Or I feel like, you know, after the first show, I was like, oh my God, I'm the greatest stand-up in the world. And yeah. I am going to become a superstar because I have five minutes. <laughs> like, yeah, but you were always... Uh... I mean, from the, my perspective, you, there's just sometimes you should tell with people you're like, oh, you can do it. Yeah. You can make this, like when you're not uncomfortable as an audience member, mm -hmm. then you're like, oh, this guy's, this girl, this person, yeah, they can do this. Yeah. yeah. Whereas sometimes you're like, oh no, I'm, we're not going to do well. Like somebody steps on stage, you're like, oh, we're fucked. Yeah. So like when somebody steps on stage and you as an audience member are like, okay, I'll try and help. Like, yeah. 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 I'll be good to this person. Um, Yeah. But yeah, so like with stand-up, it's fun. Like, you know, I would go through periods and I still do this where like a show goes well. I'm like, oh my God, I'm the fucking king. And then the show goes bad and I'm like, I am the, the worst, worst person in yeah. the world. And like, I, I do think like those two forces lead to me getting better. They do. Like, cause I need the reward of feeling good about my set. And then I need the like, oh right, I have to keep working or I'll be stagnant and like... And I think that's what people talk about when they say, uh, oh, I could never do that. Yeah. I think that's what they mean. The, the like, because people know that it goes, it can't go well every time unless, yeah. unless they know you. Mm -hmm. Unless they're like, oh, I've seen you on TV. Yeah. yeah then yeah. they're like, yeah, okay. But if you're like us, when you have a really good show, after that, you go to these rooms, you're like, why the fuck are we here? Yeah. It almost tricks you sometimes, stand up. How do you mean? Cause I mean, sometimes you get a really good show and then it's harder and harder mentally to keep yourself in that zone where you're yeah. like, the grind is just as important as the result. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, that's why bands, I understand bands a bit with that. Cause mm -hmm. it's like, you're really only the band for a bit. Like you got to grind, figure it out. And then the music is the thing, but the whole like networking getting people to book you knowing people driving to the show like fuck you're doing the show for an hour sometimes maybe mm -hmm. with comedy we're doing it for like 10 minutes at a time yeah which is cool yeah no it's something i yeah i think like the more i do it i'm becoming like the good shows i feel less good after than i would have at the start but the how do you mean like I do a show that's big and like I do well on it. I'm like less, it's like a job, you okay. know, which is like good. And like, which is, I think healthy. Like I can't be like, yeah, I'm the best every time. Um, but yeah, it's just like the highs are getting less high, even if they are like bigger shows. Yeah. And then like, but the lows are still pretty low. <laughs> like, yeah. That's funny. Like I, I did, I opened for James Adomian last week. And it was like a really good show. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was coming for our main space. And like it went well. Like I thought that I did very well. And then I had to run across the hall to Cap Space to do a different show. Did the same material completely bombed. No. <laughs> like that's it was so funny. Truly, that's their fault. Yeah. It was truly like twelve seconds later. Like I it was the time between <laughs> the one show running across the hall and then I was I was like, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best. Get on stage. I'm like, all right, wow. this is who I am. That is like uh, if Coca-Cola could have tar like target the data like that, they would love that. Oh my God. See, now there's no better marketing information there. No. And Carlin would say that's their fault. The bad crowd. The bad crowd. I, so it was like a, I can't blame the crowd because it was 
so it was like a duo show. Um, and so me and Aiden O'Loughlin, who I run the show with, yep. we were on it. But then like the timing was rough because I was supposed to be doing the other show. So then like Aiden had to go up with someone else. And then I kind of came in and was like, okay, bye other guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was like, it, it was a lot to do. Tempo to a crowd. changed a lot. Yeah, exactly. And then for me to be like, okay, now enjoy my jokes. Like, remember how nerve wracking the for like the beginning was like yeah. the, uh, that still comes back a little bit when you care about something you want to do when you're yeah. like, Oh, I really, really want to do well for this. Or like, uh, also figuring out how to, uh, like get yourself in the mindset that you did well in. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes you're like, Oh, I did really well here. What was, it's almost like a, uh, sports. You're like, well, what the fuck did I eat before that game? Yeah. And I did it on Wednesday night. Wednesday night I did well at the absolute. Okay. And oh, I was yeah, yeah. just trying to keep myself away from myself. Mm-hmm. Cause I like, I'll, I'll start thinking too much and then I'm trying to organize stuff and make it like really fit into these places. And you're like, ah, fuck off. Mm-hmm. Just let yourself kind of do your thing. Yeah. Now that makes sense. I've been like, the more I do it, the more I'm able to think during a set, Yeah, which is bad. <laughs> like, yeah. like I'll just, you know, I'm on stage, I'm speaking words and in my head, I'm like, okay, they didn't like that. Like, how's the, <laughs> should I, uh, how should my inflection be? I'm like, Ooh, I forgot that line. Oh, yeah. Like I'm You're having like a whole yourself. conversation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. Like I notice if a show is like important or like, like genuinely, like if there are people in the crowd who I, who, if they see me do well, like I'll get booked on something like things that matter. I freak out, but I do well. Like I'm able to, I think it's like a fight or flight thing. But if there's a show that like doesn't actually matter, but I want to do well on it, I will bomb. Yeah. Like, I know what you mean. Like I was on like a smaller show, like it was a good crowd and it was like my friend's show. And I just, I wanted to do well because it was my friend's show. And I was like, he hasn't seen me be And you knew you could. Yeah, exactly. And so I was just like, okay, like I'm nervous, but like I'm going to do well. And then I just like go up and just the audience... It wasn't their fault because they were just sitting there. They wanted me to be so funny. And yeah. I would just say something and they were like, that wasn't it. Like, yeah. It was like, no, guys, you don't get it. This is hilarious. Yeah, like, guys, I've tried this before. Yeah. That's the thing with stand-up is even if you have stuff that works, you put it in the wrong place. It's such a weird medium. That's why you're able to do that when you're like doing jokes and you're like, oh, they didn't like that, but you're still saying other shit. Yeah. It's because that's literally, I think, what stand-up is. Mm-hmm. Like every time you go and do do a set, your brain's doing that with the material. You see, oh, that joke didn't work. This joke works. This part didn't work. Oh, but that's really just me body movementing this into it. Yeah. Or they like my energy here. Mm-hmm. The worst is when you watch something back and you're like, you thought you did so well on. And you're like, oh, what was I there? Was yeah. I what was I listening to? What is this? What like... is this? Yeah. When I record stuff, did you record obviously videos of uh, stuff things? Well, I mostly like I record audio of every set I do. Do I listen to it? No. But I know it yeah. But it's there. Like because I mean there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot to listen to. But you yeah, it's good to go back and listen to it. Mm-hmm. But I uh when you have a buddy, my raffle helped me. Sometimes I put a camera out for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, fortunately, the two good videos that I have, there's nobody talking in the back. But when I watch them, sometimes I'm thinking, oh, this camera's in the back. Mm-hmm. 
like uh, they're listening, thankfully, mm-hmm. which is nice. Like there's a lot that you basically what I'm trying to say is once you take away the anxiety, I guess, of watching yourself and having to like analyze this, there's a lot of little nuances that have nothing to do with you that are good showmanship elements of comedy. Yeah. Where you're like, I remember once the one thing that was a good showmanship element uh, when we were doing the beginning was you had like very tall posture. Oh, um, yeah. you, you look very long on stage and that's funny <laughs> just inherently. And then you add these like movements to it and it amplifies the material. Yeah. Uh, and that's cool. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out like, cause I remember when I first started, I was doing like, like everybody who first starts just paces across the oh floor my God, and it's yeah. hor- like when I see someone doing it now, I'm like, please stop. I'm going to throw up. Um, and then, yeah, I had a friend be like, okay, so just so you know, you are using the stage as a catwalk and yeah. it's very distracting. And so for a while there, I would like stand on stage and just be completely still. Like, cause I knew if I like let myself move, I would just start dancing. And now I'm trying to figure out like, how much can I move? Like, what can I do during a set? You can move a lot. It's no. just got to like, uh, I was just talking to a boss about this. He ran a show in London. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the people that went out to it are good friends of his and they loved it. And Mike Rita headlined mm-hmm. and he was like, Mike moves around a lot, like, you know, but it all amplifies the jokes. It's yeah. like you're watching somebody like on a treadmill almost. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but you're so right about the pacing. And the, I do that. I think I still do it where you like walk to the mic stand. Yeah. You like touch it and then you walk back or you like. I think it's your brain saving yourself from the reality that uh, you still aren't where to the point where you're like, yeah, this is regular for me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You're still very aware of everything you're doing. Yeah. You're like, oh, if I fail real bad, it's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, if I touch the mic stand, it means I am bombing. Like, and I'm just holding on to it for support. Like, oh. I'm like, okay, this is good. I got something tactile to remind me that I'm still alive. Like, yeah. Bombing. Uh, I think I... I think I forget how uh, gullible I am to my own enthusiasm. I love that. That's you know, a good line. You know what I mean? That's a good line. Write that because down. Because I'm very, uh, like, I'm very like, oh, I, you know, that's great. That's great. And I always try to say things are great all the time. Mm-hmm. And then you listen back, you're like, oh, no, that's the opposite of, that uh, <laughs> that's the opposite of what that was. And then you, and then you're almost, you, you lose a little shine. Mm-hmm. You're like, ah, the reality sets in. You're like, yeah, there's rust. It's like, it's like that old Italian uncle or whatever fucking group you're in, whatever ethnicity you're in. You always have an uncle who keeps something nice or like want something to be really well kept. I, I don't know. I have a family full of these people. Okay. They're all like, if they get something and it's not, if it's not as good as it came out of the box, the d- nine years after you got it, you're... Character is diminished. Okay. Yeah, in quality. That's rough. I'm not like that. You don't have that? I don't think so. I always say these crazy family things to people, and they're like, oh, wow, yeah, you're, it's, yeah. That's not every human being. That's not everybody. (laughs) Why? What do you got in your family? Love? What do you you guys like each other? So boring. Really? Yeah. I love my family. I love my family. I can't. (laughs) Why are they boring? They are can't talk about anything that isn't in the immediate vicinity like they're very like i always say this i never know how to word it but like it's like you go out to dinner with someone the amount of time it takes between when your food gets there and when they ask you how your food is that's how much stuff they have to talk about 
And like my family's like, the food's down. They're like, how is it? I'm yeah. like, I, I haven't put it in my mouth. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a family. It's like we're constantly running out of shit to say. So they're like, um, yeah, that wall. Like, it's, <laughs> it's really rough. It's, oh, that's funny. I think, yeah, there's, there's a lot. Like me and my sister, I love my sister so much. I think her like biggest curse in life is that she is interesting and all she wants in the world is to be boring. Why? Like, she loves the concept of like a two-dimensional happy life. Like she wants us to be like a nice family and we all like sit down at dinner and we just smile at each other and we're like, I love you, mom. I love you, dad. Love you, sister. Like she doesn't want any texture in anything. Okay. But she's a very textured person. That's interesting. Like, she got a lot of feelings. She got a lot of emotions. And like, so my thing is like, I don't, when I'm like with my family, I love my mom. My mom and I get along really well, but like everybody together, there's just like. Too much too much of nothing (laughs) yeah families uh especially if you leave them from a plate like if you move somewhere yeah you start to change a lot and you Mm -hmm. go back you're like oh you guys are you're a certain type of people yeah you know what i mean like you guys i know people like you in my life and i don't really hang out with them yeah like uh the worst is when you go back in your family and you're like oh you guys are the people people talk bad about well Oh, that's funny. Oh, my God. And their whole life, I mean, again, specific to me. I'm from these type of Italians that, like, the most minutiae shit okay. is, like, is like everything. Okay. Like, like, washing your hands or, like, being clean or, like, nothing is nothing. Nothing is just one thing. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, your posture... You know, subconsciously, like, uh, what does this guy make? Uh, you know, what is he? Lazy? Like, just always okay. something. Oh, that's funny. I get it, though. You know what? I, you know when you, you know when they, somebody says to you, you're just like your mother, or you're just like your father. Yeah. But you know when you say it to yourself subconsciously? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. You're like, holy fuck, I get it. it there's no way for me not to be this. Mm-hmm. How could I have escaped? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I am exactly like my mom. I bet. I, yeah. She, like... My mom's a funny one because if you talk to her about her life, she like hit 40 and then I think she just started devouring every self-help book in the world. Yeah. Time to improve. Yeah. And so like, I I think she like took the average of that and is like pretty good emotionally now. Like, and before that she was kind of repressed and stuff. And like, so she would get mad, but like she was a good person, but like just more emotionally chaotic. Yeah, Yeah. But like now she's an excellent person. She's like much better at dealing with her emotions. Um, but I remember being a kid and it was like, I was the youngest. So it was me who was like, when she was sort of like figuring herself out and she would like try so hard to like, give me the tools to go through life in a way that like, I wasn't fucked up. Yeah. Like I would be like freaking out about something. I'd be like, Oh my God, like this person did this. And like, I need them to stop being like this. I'm going to make them be better. And my mom would just be like, you can only work on yourself. Yeah. And I was like, how dare you? You have given up on this part. Like, yeah. it made me so mad. And then like 10 years later, I was like, yeah, you can only work on yourself. <laughs> like, and and how annoying is that when it comes back and oh you're like, my God. oh, the whole time I, I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. She got it. She just Like, I think that's the thing that I couldn't do about being a parent is like <sighs> seeing my kid be wrong and just be like, they're not going to know for 10 years. I agree with you. And they have to be wrong for so long and yeah. then hopefully they figure it out. Yeah, but here's the thing. They might not. Yeah, they might not. And they're attached to you. Yeah, everything they do has to do with you. Yeah, like, like rich people's kids, 
are good because they got money. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah, you don't get to be self-made. I'm sure they they cry at night yeah. wanting to be self-made, <laughs> but yeah, oh, you're good. Like, so easy to fuck up a kid. Yeah, I know. Oh my god, it's too much. I, you know what I mean? Like, the volatility I feel of a 27 year old's emotions now versus the 70s. Yeah, gotta be different. Yeah, for gotta sure. Gotta be. Sure. But I think like we're much better at talking about emotions. Like, I don't know that we're necessarily like better i feel like there were a lot of people in the 70s who were like okay i feel something and that's gone (laughs) i'm gonna repress that for 50 years and i'm gonna kill myself but they own so much shit i think when you own stuff it uh it has an impact on your scope like if you own a house and a car and every like everything and you're paying taxes and shit yeah having a kid's not a stretch yeah but you know like i see these families coming in to the restaurant and I'm just like you probably live in a, a condo yeah like down the street like Jesus yeah you know what I mean yeah that seems incredibly stressful you just want a new iPhone <laughs> you have a baby like you, my mom didn't want a new iPhone yeah my mom just wanted me to listen that was it yeah she if, didn't get it <laughs> no 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 I was I was just too much yeah that was such a funny moment in that uh, comedy class when I uh, I did my like dumb nothing about me material, and then uh, what was her name? Carol something. Carol. She was our like substitute for a day. Oh oh, god! I don't remember her name. I thought it was Carol. Well, could be Carol. Honey, no, not honey. I f- oh fuck! Forget her name. But I remember she was like, yeah, so that's funny, but it has nothing to do with you. Do you have any jokes about your shit? And then I told some jokes about my mom and. Uh, yeah, they like them. Yeah. Well, you guys like them. And that, that was kind of the beginning of like, uh, yeah, you got to do the low fruits. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. what she said that was very good is like, you do the easy stuff first. Yeah. Like the stuff that you have that you can talk about that you can like make funny. You do that first. And then you start like reaching for other stuff. And that's kind of the hardest part of comedy is uh, allowing yourself to talk about easy stuff. Yeah. Even in editing, like when you're teaching yourself editing, mm-hmm. um, when somebody's really teaching, like I just got into this thing called Udemy. Udemy. It's like U, uh, like U D E M Y, okay. and you just t- you have the options of for all these courses and the big Black Friday sale. Mm-hmm. And this person's teaching me Photoshop right now. Okay, awesome. And uh, he's he's just said like none of the application that I don't use will be taught in the course. Like everything that I'm teaching you is stuff you're going to use all the time. Mm-hmm. And there's a huge difference between that and like, you know, what I'm getting to is the comedy class that we took. Like yeah. there is some value in the sense that they do kind of tell you like, you will just need to go to Mike's and write yeah. essentially. So there's value in that, uh, that element of it. Mm-hmm. I think, <coughs> pardon me. Like the thing about the comedy course that I understand is that it it wasn't supposed to be for us. Like, yeah, it's you're not. not supposed to do that and then become a comedian. You're supposed to be a 50-year-old lawyer who always wanted to try stand-up. And yeah. then you do a class and then you do it. And all your friends come and they clap. That's, and that's, so who, the, that's who the package is for. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, that makes so much sense. Like, love that. I think that's such a good idea. Like, all your friends will think it's really cute. Like, and you'll work hard and then you'll do stand-up. Like, and that's awesome. Um, but yeah, like people, like I remember doing the math and I 
like a while into comedy, I was like, okay, I have officially made back the amount of money that I spent on those fucking courses. Wow, good call. I never even thought about that. Oh yeah, I I count all the money. Like I divide it by year, so I can like but the do co- the math. Like, but the courses weren't the reason you made the money back. No, which is unfortunate. Oh my god, yeah. Imagine the course. I'm like, yes, that made me the yeah, comic like, I am yeah, today. I got these uh, credentials. Yeah. Yeah. You know what though? You just. Like, I feel like you just popped a light bulb in my head. Those courses aren't for people like us. Yeah. But it's, it is still loosely communicated that it is. Yeah. It, like in the halls of Second City, they take it seriously. Mm-hmm. But realistically, no one's taking it seriously. And in during the biggest comedy boom since the 80s, like I always harp on this mentally. Why aren't the comedy clubs like full? Yeah. You know what I mean? In Canada... It's not like it wasn't ever a thing. Mm-hmm. It was back then. And why wouldn't it be now? Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm always surprised anytime I go to like a Yuck Yucks or a, an Absolute. And I'm like, okay, so there are people who are like going to yeah. comedy. Yeah, yeah. Like there are people who like want to and they're like, I want to see a comedy show. They go on Google. They're like comedy. And then they just go to one of the two clubs that they see. Well, the corner on the weekends is uh, full. Yeah. Most of the time. I'm pretty sure if not every time. No, that's awesome. Mind you, it's 20 seats. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think Yucks is 300. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I get it. You're not going to fill out 300 seats every weekend in the Toronto uh, downtown core. But like, why not? Why are you able to do it in New York and not here? Mm-hmm. There's got to be talent. Like there's got to be, an, I know this probably, anyone that knows this shit is probably like, Jordan, you're an idiot. But there's got to be enough talent where you can manifest a draw consistently. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like there are people who run shows that are sold out every month. All the time. And that's awesome. But every month. That's yeah, every I mean, month. Right? You're right, you're right, you're right. You mean like Monday to Friday. Yeah, like how is it that we don't have that? What, what is it about our culture that just doesn't do that? I don't know. Do people go outside? <laughs> like, Seriously, though. I do. Like, There's like three things you do, right? Yeah. Like last night I was talking to, I did a show at Comedy Bar, and then there was like the, this very nice, very drunk couple who were just like chatting me up afterwards. Yeah. And I was like, do you guys go to comedy? And they were like, never. And I was like, why not? And they were like, we don't know. <laughs> like, And I was like, it is the most monetarily accessible like activity the the amount of entertainment that you get for the amount that you're spending is insane like you won't get that anywhere else like this is incredible and i was like the caliber of talent in toronto is good is fucked up like there are so many people who are incredible and you can see them for ten dollars like so i was just like chatting and that's kind of like what i've been doing lately just like trying to make my dent like two people at a time like yeah, but that is important to tell people. Like, it's like it's any job you do, you're gonna tell people like, yeah, this is good. I don't work here because it's shit. Yeah. But it's just like people don't know. Mm-hmm. My friend said he was he didn't feel invited into really? the community. Yeah, that's interesting. Like he as an audience member. Yeah, he's just like I'm not invited into that space much. That's interesting. It is interesting. Did he elaborate? Like, well, I mean. He elaborated in a way where he didn't elaborate. He's like, what more is there to be on that? He's, I was, cause I said the same thing. I was like, what, uh, what do you mean? He's like, why? Well, there's just no things. Like it's not, you know, when you walk past, uh, when they're boarding something up and they're doing some work and they're scaffolding and stuff, mm-hmm. we're not one of the posters. Yeah. 
which is a kind of an interesting uh, thing to think about it. Yeah. We have posters out and shit, but there's no company that backs like mid-level stand-up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm, I feel like I had a thought. What was the thought? Yeah, fuck. I think one of the things that I find this is doing to me, <laughs> like um, just like the mentality towards comedy in Toronto, is I, I end up with a very like, okay, gang about every comedian in the city being like, we all have to work very hard and we all have to make sure that every show is good. Yeah. Like, and there's such a mentality of like, like people are just kind of like producing shows to have a show and then being very comfortable with those shows being bad. Yeah. And I'm like, no, this is unacceptable. Like we, we can't do this. Like if you, you know, like somebody puts on a comedy show, 10 of their friends come and then those 10 people are like, Oh, comedy sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you just ruined everything. Like, yeah, good point. Like it's almost the amount of, of shows kind of dilutes the ability to create a good, I, I don't know about that. Like, cause I think we could all just be like hammering it. <laughs> Could you though? I think. What's a person's capacity like? How many times does a individual or a couple go to see music? Even yeah, yeah, yeah. And for how sure. many bands there are? But I think like in terms of comedy, like what's nice is that we're not in competition with each other. Like two producers in Toronto, unless they're like if they're on the same night, maybe. But they're not in competition with each other for the same group of comedy fans. Yeah, like they're goal is like okay my friends and like my friends friends and people who i have known throughout my life like come to this show yeah and then like hopefully that will build and like people will come to it and like you know two shows happening at the same time on the same night those producers are going to have such different circles assuming they're not like just trying to get comics to come of course yeah and so the, like there's something nice about that and there's the possibility of producers to create comedy fans that way by like doing an awesome show and then as long as producers are like very clear you know like i produce one show a month and so with my one show people come they have fun i'm like go see other shows like go see other shows and then come back to my show like yeah. like just do this spend money on comedy consistently it's good well i mean what i saw in new york was just impressive people were going just because it was a thing to do and yeah. it was the thing to do they were there like, yeah, no, we do this regularly, you know. Uh, some, I mean, you had some people that were like, the comedy store is expensive. I'm like, the comedy, or sorry, uh, the comedy seller. It's like, that's expensive for $14. You can see some of the best comedians in the world. Yeah. You have a two drink minimum. So for a night of entertainment that, I mean, you shouldn't even really get for that money. It's insane. Mm. That's the thing. Everything's too good. Everything's like, too good. Yeah, people work really hard, make their shit really good, and then you can only charge so much based on like uh, notoriety or how much somebody knows about something. And then you're like trying to match up to this perception. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I feel that. I think that is another one of the things that I'm like, when I see a producer like put out a show and just like the only thing they say about it is that it's free, I'm like, yeah. you're, you're going to hell. That's a rough like, one. You're ruining my life. Just in terms of, if possible, get money. Yeah, why not? Like, ask people to pay for the art. And even if it, like, honestly, like, a pay-what-you-can bucket, that's great. That's awesome. That's perfect. Like, just throw it out. Be like, hi, please put money in this if you want the comics to eat. Like, it's just, 
I think the reason the money element has a hard time isn't because people have a problem giving money for a show is because it's a lot of like commitment. Do you know what I mean? For me to be like, oh, I bought a ticket to this show. Yeah. Even the night of. Yeah. Like I'd rather just roll up to comedy bar. But I mean, like, that's always my thing with, like, I used to produce two shows and one of them was paid and one of them was a pay what you can bucket. And like the one that was, you buy tickets in advance, so much easier to get people to because you just have to harass them until they buy a ticket. Yeah. And then they're coming to the show. Like yeah. they bought the ticket. They're gonna, and you know, people would show up like at the door and get tickets, which is fine. And I mean, like, that's what I do. And I know I'm being a dick. Like I know how much better it is to buy a ticket in advance. And I still show up to my good friend's show and I'm like, here's $10. Yeah. Um, mm. Which they appreciate that cash in hand is big. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like, um, I find it a lot easier and less stressful to sell tickets in advance to a show just because then you like know what's going on. But with a show that you don't like the audience hasn't given you anything. And then you're like, I hope they come because I know how fucking easy it is to be like, yeah, I'm going to go to that show. And yeah. then night of, I'm like, no, I'm not <laughs> like, because I have no reason to go to the show and I would rather go to sleep. Like, I know. Yeah. I don't know why that's, it seems like such a Toronto thing. Really? Yeah, because, I mean, I was in New York for six days. I'm talking about it like I lived there for 10 years. Yeah. But, I mean, there's so many people just out and doing shit. Mm-hmm. Whereas, uh, like, Toronto, we close this shit down by fucking 12. Yeah. You know what I mean? New York's just starts sweating at 12 o'clock. We're like, yeah, we're going to warm it up. Let's and then go. All the pizzas open all night. Like, I feel like there's a whole separate... There could be a whole separate government for the nightlife in uh, New York. Like a whole separate police department, like the night unit. Like it's a whole thing. That's funny. That makes sense. Yeah. The completely separate side of the city happens at night. Like you could participate in it. And it's insane. Mm -hmm. I would love, I would love to live there. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think you will? You know what? I had this weird thought about it today. I think I want to. Mm -hmm. And wanting something is interesting because I'm not sure if I need to for comedy mm-hmm. uh, where the need plays a big part. Like if I need to go, I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. But if I don't need to go, which I might not need to, should I? Mm-hmm. We have it pretty fucking good here. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And if this city grows up, and I mean, I'm not meaning that uh, like critically. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it grows up in the next 15 years, it's going to be crazy to have lived here that whole time. Yeah. You know, you saw it evolve. But then it's like New York. There's just something romantic about it. Yeah, for sure. Where do you want to end up? I like. I have a vague idea of ending up in L.A. Yeah, you like, want to be on TV? Never been to L.A. in my fucking life. But I'm just like, yeah, like I'll become a comic and then go to L.A. Like, why not though? Um, Fuck it. Yeah. Dream, yeah. baby. Yeah. Because like, I'd love to just like be in a writer's room. Like that would be nice. Like, like a TV that. show. You want to write a TV show? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, like all my friends are like, yeah, like my pilot script. And I'm like, yeah, I would um, join your pilot and yeah. then write some of the second episode. Uh, Why not do it? Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's the goal. I'd love, like I do, I want to write on 22 minutes at some point. Like that's a goal that I have now, especially because it's in Halifax and I could just like move back home and be a TV writer for a bit. Yeah. Like, um, that money they give you for a condo, just bank oh, it. Yeah. Um, do that. You can totally do that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So yeah, like I, I don't know, like ideally I love Toronto. I really enjoy yeah, it's, living here. It's awesome. And like Ming, it would be so cool to get to live here like forever. I don't know forever, but 
I mean, it would be cool to live in New York for a couple of years. That's, I think that's the only reason. I don't know if that's why I want to go there. Even mm-hmm. LA. Yeah. Do you want to go there because you know how cool it would be? Or do you want to go there because you know it would benefit the career? I Kind of both. Yeah. Like a lot of benefit career though. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, Because I, I know every time somebody talks about moving to LA, they're like, yeah, I'm absolutely miserable. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> yeah. I got to drive 80 minutes for yeah. everything. Like that would suck. And I hate that so much. Um, yeah. Toronto's small in the good way. Yeah. Yeah, Toronto's good. Like, I I do really like it here. It's just, like, there is something gut-wrenching about, like, being in Toronto, seeing a comedian, pissing yourself laughing, being like, that is the funniest person on the face of the earth. Yeah. They've been doing comedy in Toronto 10 years, and they don't have any money. Like, uh, there's, a, there's, a big, uh, there's a big gap in that, though. It's like, there's no reason to pay. Like, there's no reason for a Netflix to come and find you. Cause we haven't established that here. Yeah. Like maybe I'm jamming my foot in my mouth here, but maybe I'm making a good point. Let fucking people decide. But you know, how can I just, to your point, there are tons of people here that are amazing, amazing. And even the people coming up are great. Yeah. And I think everybody to a degree works hard. Like you see a lot of people out a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we have all of that stuff, but we don't have a lot of internet presence. Mm-hmm. You even see a couple people, the Nemas, the Rick Rowleys, the people that are paying a bit more attention, Shay Dorena on social media, mm-hmm. that's paying off for them. Yeah. 10,000 followers, 30,000 for Nema. Yeah. It's like, that's where the money is. That's when uh, a commercial company is going to give you something for being funny. Yeah. One thing that Second City should have talked to us about was how much other stuff happens when you get into comedy. Like the okay. opportunities that arise from going on stage are a lot like writing opportunities, editing opportunities, depending on your like software skills and shit. Mm -hmm. People are like, Oh yeah, you can do stuff, I guess. Yeah. Something about that comedic thing that people value. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, People like that. The perception is, is large. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is funny. Like people do think people find doing stand up comedy very impressive, very impressive. And I'm always like, you know, that, the worst people on earth just get on stage and start saying nonsense. Yeah. And they're like, no, but like I could never. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. The fact that they could never really, really puts points in our yeah, category. That like matters to them so much. It's so funny. Like, yeah. and it, it is always a thing. Like I remember I used to date an actor and he would say like the worst thing that people say to you, uh, after like a play, it, like the thing that means like they didn't pay any attention. They don't give a fuck at all. It's like, how could you remember all those lines? Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that is exactly what I think during every play. <laughs> but it, it is the same thing with stand-up. Like you do a set and it's great. And then someone's like, I could never do that. I'm like, so you didn't oh, even listen. You, you, didn't like, like you don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. The funny, the funny shit is when you do a set in front of people that you like kind of care about. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, this could go one of two ways. You could be like, oh, this is what you spend your nights doing. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Good the, for you. That's the threat. You piece of shit. Yeah, my parents came to a to a show that I produced. Yeah, and I was so scared. And like, it went well. It went really well. That's good. It was like, um, so we were doing it at the theater center for the Comedy as Art Festival. So it was like in this big theater, and literally five minutes before the show started, it was empty. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah, this that'll sucks. be great. Like. And then people came in and it was like, it wasn't packed, but it was like a good amount of people that had fun. And then, yeah, it's just, it's nice. Like, cause my parents are very, they're like happy that I'm doing something like at all. They, I could be doing fucking anything. Yeah. And they'd be like, 
cool. Karis yeah. left the house. Yeah. Because I was cool. like, it was very depressed for a while. So I think they were like, okay, let's just keep him alive. And then. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful. So now that I like found something. You're a I, flower. Like, yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Like that's absolutely how they see me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, I'm very happy that that one went well. That was very important to me. That's good. I think for uh, <laughs> my relatability is like my my mother specifically would have just anything that could keep me at home. Okay. Like she would love that. Like she talks to me about this today. She's like, uh, yeah, like if you really make it and you've got a lot of money, why wouldn't you live here? It's like live at home. Yeah. Like in that city so that oh, okay. I'm like reachable. It's yeah. like, I don't think you understand the gap in money you're talking. Like if I had like hundreds of millions of dollars, sure. And I owned a fucking private jet. Yeah. Maybe I would consider it, but you know what I mean? Movies, the rock never stops making movies. Do you think you're going to see me if yeah. that's the case? Get that's the hell out of here. I love it. Do you have siblings? Yeah. It's weird. I got like, uh, Oh, I didn't even do that. You ever think about a joke you should have done like way later? You're like, oh, fuck, I was, yeah. Um, step half, I got a bunch. Okay. My mom, mom's only kid though. Okay. That's, I guess that's what I was asking. I seem to have so many elements of like different shit in my life. Mm -hmm. Like I have being an only child, but I have siblings. That's like I was raised an only child, but I have siblings. Okay. So then I have like, I have the nuclear family, like that, you know, million dollar or whatever. But then I also have like a separate father who didn't you know, wasn't present. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I have all these weird things in my life. Yeah. Uh, cause I mean, if you were trying to be a comedian, sometimes you look at a person's life and you're like, Oh, that's just, what else are you going to do? You're not going to be an accountant. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're so damaged. You're you just got to tell jokes. Yeah. You got to just talk about it. That's just funny. Yeah. Sure. You must look at your life like that. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, ah, oh, fuck. Why wouldn't I do this? Well, Karis, that's the show, baby. Oh shit. We did, uh, we were an hour in. Okay. Party. Party time. You got anything you want to say for uh, the viewers, fans? It's a good time. Uh, Plug anything? You release these really soon, don't you? Um, why? When do you want to, me to put it out? Like, well, no, just, I mean, come to Good Morning Tonight at the Theater Center on Thursday, December 12th at 8 Come to Good Morning Tonight. Uh, what is it? At the Theater Center. Theater Center. On December 12th, Thursday at 8 p.m. Beautiful. Yeah, and follow me on Twitter at Karis Whisper. That's a good one. I like my Twitter. I, yeah, my, my, uh, mine's just my full name. That's, I mean, like, that's what I would have if I could have gotten it. Yeah, you, Karis Anderson's taken? Now, you know what? There's a, there's a Karis Anderson who's, like, a fairly successful singer, and wow, I love her. Um, yeah? But she... Is she beautiful? She's gorgeous. Wait, oh, my God, she's up. beautiful. She like Karis Anderson? Yeah. I mean, your name is beautiful. Yeah, no, I love my name. Karis, is this her? Yeah. Oh my God, Karis. She's beautiful. She's the hot Karis Anderson. It she, breaks my heart. I mean, I can't say that you're wrong. Yeah. You're never going to be, even if you somehow became more attractive, Yeah. she wins. I'm not going to beat her. She also has the race card. Wow. She's got everything. Yeah, no, she's very talented. Um, don't look up this Karis Anderson. No. She's doing fine without she you. She doesn't need your likes. Um, Karis Whisper. Wow. And she got on the social. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's a diva. But no, her like we both like our Karis puns. We're just yeah. went in different directions. I think her Instagram is Karis with love. I feel like all we've done is is uh, intrigued people to check her out. That's true. I mean, like check out Stushy. <laughs> I mean, I bet it's good. Yeah, it's good. She's got a great voice. Thank you. This is uh, always fun. Okay. Thank you, Jordan. You're the best.